Okay, so I wanted to come on here and and talk earlier. about just different things I noticed throughout my day. Well, it's a few things that are repetitive. I understand I talk about a lot of the same things on this podcast. And these episodes. Mostly... Just what I'm mostly dealing with and mainly dealing with, even though like it's so so much that's happening and going on that I could find new things to talk about every single episode, and it becomes repetitive. I notice it, and it frustrates me a lot actually, but I just let you know. I'm just I'm just allowing it to happen because I know that I could fight harder for it to be a new thing every single episode, but it's almost, you know, I like it like that because it's exactly what I'm intending to do. I'm intending to capture what I'm going through, you know? I noticed that, you know, for a while that I could, you know, access all different stuff and never have to repeat anything besides what's really necessary. And then when it started to become repetitive, I understand that that's like, you know, one of the things I'm fighting, like it's repetitive and In order to access my mind correctly, like God intends, it will no longer be repetitive. So, as long as it is, I know that, you know, that's part of the battle right now. And when I really think of the severity of it, it's heartbreaking. It is. But ultimately... As I said before, only can blame myself because God has shown me who he is. And if I go back and choose to forget or just, you know, not take it 100% serious, like in the manner he showed, he has shown me, that's my own fault. So, I realized, you know, and I I said this before, you know, I don't know if this is um, just subject, like, it's it's like it's the only thing that can happen, but I do know that, you know, the repetitiveness is part of, you know, the demonic warfare and keeping me in cycles is part of the demonic warfare. Even though I believe I can go further and say that, you know, it's repetitive because 
it's easier to keep track of my mind and keep track of, you know, what I will do next. I talked about in a pre- in a, a while ago in a previous episode how I believe that mind control has a lot to do with knowing someone's schedule because they did and God has shown me that these demons had to study me 24/7 and when I wondered if they really did have the power to predict the future he revealed to me at one point it's not that they had the power to predict the future but just that they have been studying you so much and keeping up with what you are, you know, most likely to do and pretty much basing off of your actions, reading your mind and predicting what you will do next. And they can do this by provoking something or provoking a reaction, which is why I say that a lot of times we are controlled and we are slaves because all they have to, once they study you enough, they know that this this provokes this reaction, that provokes that reaction. And if they just provoke the reaction, they can get you to do that. And each and every single time, you know, if I come and, prov- if I come and provoke this or if I know what provokes you, I can just come and do that and then you're going to do this. Therefore, I have some sort of control over you. It's psychological warfare. But at the same time, you know... Understanding that that's not always going to happen. It's not always going to happen, but there are ways to kind of, you know, ensure and narrow down people's, you know, possibility of, out, you know, new responses, new reactions. And somebody might say, well, how is that being prevented with God? Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not being prevented with God. You know, maybe it still happens and you're still predictable or you even become more predictable with God because your responses are now, you know, calling on God. But he just has the he is the almighty power. So it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter, you know, if your responses were predictable, you know, unless, of course, that was something that you wanted to change then he can help you change that. But, you know, even in talking about this, I I spend time, a lot of time thinking about this stuff. And even in talking about this, I realize it really does not matter. None of it matters. It really doesn't because what God wants is what's going to happen, no matter what you're doing right now, predictable or unpredictable, whether you're spontaneous or, you know, you have a schedule. God is in control. He knows each and every single last one of us. He knows everything. And, you know, there's no set response on anybody's life. And, yeah, mind control exists, but, you know, only if you let it. And I want to say that, like, loosely, because to say only if you let it for individuals who did everything in their power to stop that from happening, it still happens. You know, I don't know. It, it's it's that's that's a whole. I feel like I'll be talking in a circle, but that's not even what really what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about just hearing today again as I watch this movie. Like 
as I watched the movie, I was just, just, I I think slipping back into my old mindset of not being aware of my, of what's going on spiritually. And these are the times, like I said before, you know, I'm always looking for the signs or the feeling of God protecting me. And he's already shown me like, you know, he's like, he's already told me, he's already shown me, you know, I don't know what he's protecting me from. So a lot of times when I'm being protected the most, I don't even realize it. And I was being protected and didn't even realize it. And it was a wake up call that like everything that I am doing to, you know, call on God and ensure that I am protected and do things differently might be, you know, exactly what everyone has said from the jump. You don't have to do all of that. You know, there are, I talked about the Christians that, you know, say, let go and let God, you know, and what they're pretty much saying is like, don't stress about it. Why stress about it? You know, you can just go and live your life and and let God handle the rest. All you have, all you do is trust him and that's that. And I talked about why that thinking is dangerous because, you know, God has shown me, like, if I do that, you know, the things, like, he showed me, like, you know, I could do that, but there's still going to be things in this world that people say that only exist when you, you know, believe that they're possible or only exist when you, you know, they ex- you make them exist with your mindset and you thinking that they can happen. And the thing is, it's not true. These things are happening in new ways. God revealing to me that the past few years or however long I've been watched, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been watched not even knowing it. I remember saying to God, you know, In a year, I, I went through this for a year, and you took me out of it in a year. And God, I think I remember, no, God's response was, you have no idea how long this has been going on for. Because I said, I'm blessed, I'm super blessed that you took me out of this in such a short period of time. Some people go through these things for decades or, you know, for like 10 years. And seven to ten years and God is like you know who said that you weren't going through this for like seven to ten years and that made me realize like oh okay I see what you're saying so you're saying like there's been this it's been this long of time I've been going through this and I didn't even know it I just only known it for a year and I feel like you brought it brought me out of it in such a short time and I've just only known about it for such a short time. And even still, he's saying, like, regardless, you know, seven, ten years is such a short time as well, though. You know, just, like, confirming that I really don't know anything. And, like, you know, you some people say, what, seven, ten years is a short time to be, like, not knowing that this kind of stuff is going on around you? And the, and the, the simplest answer... To that is like my mind immediately went to a place where it's like some people live their whole entire lives never knowing that this stuff is going on around them. So 
it could have been really like my whole life. And I'm still so blessed because that's such a short time, you know, compared to people who never find out or never wake up or never are. It's never revealed to them exactly what's going on in this world, who God is and what he does and how much he protects you. Because why would Satan never want to wake you up? Why would he ever want you to get out? So I'm blessed with an opportunity to, you know, come out of this, to change. Even though to some people it don't feel like a blessing at all because they love sin so much. They say, you know, how is it a blessing? Like, you know, things feel so opposite because it's reprobate minds. Good is bad. Bad is good. You know, wanting to be good and wanting to, you know, give away, get wanting to give up sin and all these other different things feel like giving up freedoms when it's really giving up slavery. And it's always going to be like that, you know. It's always going to be people who believe that and people who believe in God and people who believe in what God is doing and who he is. So keep it in mind that, you know, God... Everybody knows who God is. Everybody knows that God is almighty power. And I feel like I had was asking earlier, like, you know, is, is there people out here who genuinely do not know that? Genuinely do not know that God is almighty power. And when I'm asking it, I'm not asking like people who just don't, you know, no, period. But just like the people who believe in like this, like, you know, in, in believe in a spiritual thing at all. You know, people who believe in like, you know, satanic things, satanic means, maybe like satanic power, but they don't believe that God is the almighty power. Is that possible? And I don't, and I'm, I feel like it's a confirmation that that is a, a trick that Satan plays on your mind. It's absolutely not possible. It's absolutely not possible. If you ever deal with anything, you know, concerning anything outside of yourself and what you can see, you know, taste, feel, hear, then you know that God is the almighty power. You know that for a fact. So anybody who denies that, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not that they don't know. It's that, that they are, it's that they are lying. They are lying, and that's something that God has revealed to me. And even my questioning, if that's still possible, I can't, I can't say that that's been, that's not been there the whole time. My entire journey, that's still kind of been there the entire time. Even though in my journey, God has shown me that that's one of the main things I'm battling, and that's one of the biggest fights, knowing who He is. And anytime you slip back into you know, question these kind of things when you already know he's revealed to you who he is, then, you know, that's an indication that you may be losing the battle. So I'm very careful with that because it's like, am I questioning who God is if he's almighty power and that everybody knows who he is because he's already confirmed that everybody does? So if I'm questioning that, doesn't that mean that Satan is getting the best of me again? He's trying to put me back where I was before God confirmed. But I won't confirm that. I won't confirm that he ever is getting the best of me with God. But, you know, just the idea that, you know, everything that I'm going out of my way to do, though it does feel like 
it's provoking a reaction. This is why I say there is a genius to, you know, the Christians who believe that, you know, you don't do anything. You just let God be God and just leave it alone. But I've talked about, you know, Satan counting on your ignorance and you feeling like there's nothing that you should do, that you should just let God be God and let God fight your battles. But it's true and it's not true because God has shown me that he loves us. He's going to fight our battles anyways because he loves us and he sees what's going on. So he's going to fight our battles. So whether you choose to know him or not, whether you choose to acknowledge him or not, he's always fighting for you. Just the fact that you're breathing on this earth, that you woke up another day breathing on this earth, you know that he's fighting for you. That's an indication. So even if you choose to get up and say, I'm going to fight this battle, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to carry my cross daily. And I'm going to acknowledge, you know, that Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, he came down in the flesh and died on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. I'm going to spread that message and I'm going to bring people over to the kingdom of God. Whether you choose to be a warrior for Christ or whether you wake up every single day and you do not acknowledge that there is a God in heaven, he's still fighting for you. So therefore, they're not really wrong with saying that, you know, you don't have to do a thing. You just have to let God be God, trust him and love him. And it's like it's always truth to every single message that they're preaching in church. But why does that make but why are the messages still toxic and leading leading Christians astray then? Well, because God has shown me just a different side of him. It's like he's shown me about complacent Christians and it's how dangerous it is. There's Christians that go to church every single Sunday and, you know, they read the Bible, they know the Bible, but they do not actually, they're, they're actually not obedient, you know, and they're actually not following, you know, what they know. They're not applying it to their life. And so they're going to hell. And it's simply just like that. Yes, he's fighting your battles for you. Yes, he loves you. Yes, you know, the truth is that you don't have to do a thing. He's going to fight for you. That is true. But, you know, there, there, the truth also still is that you do have to actively, you know, apply God's word to your life and actively try and get rid of sin in your life in order to make it into heaven. Now, it's not by our goodness, but by God's goodness alone. So it becomes confusing. So if there's nothing good that I can actually even do to ever deserve going there, then why do I have to try? What is the point of trying? Shouldn't I just be who I'm going to be regardless? And if I so decide just to be who I'm going to be regardless, are you saying that me not trying, I'm automatically going to hell? You know, are you saying that me deciding to be who I'm going to be regardless, I can't still make it into heaven? And if that is true, then what is the point of trying at all? What is the point of fighting? But, you know... I think that, you know, that's what I'm really learning. That's what I'm still learning. I, I'm still learning the Bible. I'm still learning the Word. I'm still getting, you know, to know God and getting to know these different things He's showing me. Even though He's shown me things on such a different level, you know, I still wouldn't want to go back to thinking like that. I still wouldn't want to go back to believing those things because after what he's shown me, the sight of me that he's shown me, the sight of the spirit that he's shown me, I realized that that's a dangerous place to be. 
It's a dangerous place to be to not be fighting for him each and every single day. It's a dangerous place to be to to not be picking up your cross daily in order to be persecuted just like Christ. It's a dangerous place to be. And that's not, you know, saying that you're not being protected anyways and that God doesn't love you anyways and that you don't still have a possibility at making it in heaven even if you don't do it. It's just saying that it's a dangerous place to be. Now, God has shown me that a lot of people like that are are going to hell, if not all of them. And if I choose to believe the God that he's, that has shown me himself, if I choose to believe the God that I know now, and when I say the God that I know now, I'm not saying that God changes. Because he did say to me, you know, I haven't shown, I haven't had to show you this side of me. And some might say, no, that's Satan. That is Satan. That is not God. Why would God ever say, I've I've never had to show you this side of me. You're always going to get, you know, all sides and one side because God only has. Well, God is, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But, you know, you're going to know one God, the God that does not change. Same yesterday, today, and forever, just like the Bible says, your whole life. So, you know, especially knowing that this is spiritual warfare, you know, how could you, you know, not consider that that Satan saying that I haven't had to show you this side of me. But I know it's not Satan. I know that it truly is God. Because, you know, I could go back to thinking that that's not that's not God. And I would still be protected. I would still be okay. I will be fine. But, you know, of course, Satan would feel accomplished and, you know, preventing me from fighting a battle that God has revealed to me. And this stuff has always been here. This these things have always been known. God is God knows everything. He's just like he said revealing to me a side of him I haven't known. Because once you start growing with God and start building your rapport with God and getting to a different place with him, he trusts you with more. He's he trusted he's placed enough inside of you that you can, you know, be, you know, these things can be revealed to you that are going on around you this entire time that you haven't known. Doesn't mean that things have changed. They just changed for you. And I wouldn't want to go back because that's, it's scary when you realize that everything that you are participating in the entire time, it was going on the whole time, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, whether you choose to believe it or not. And I talked about this already, but you know, it's just scary. You know, I love my God. I love God so, 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 so much. And, you know, I wouldn't, like, I've when I picked up the Bible and I sought truth, I wanted nothing more than to know him better. To know his character more. To know his character better. And now that he's revealing it to me, of course there's going to be you know, things that I'm so afraid of and things that try and scare me away from him. But I have to accept that this is the same God. Even though these things might be heartbreaking, scary, heavy, all those different things, he is not changing just because my perspective or my or he's giving me sight. And the things that I see are changing. How I see the world is changing. He is not changing.
So this is why, and I want to be careful because I felt like I was like after I talked about earlier about the Christians who, you know, are kind of relaxed on God's word. I felt a little guilty about, you know, afterward, after speaking on them, because like I'm not better than them. And, you know, I'm just blessed that God has given me the sight to see, you know, I'm just like them. I could be them. I am them, actually, you know, so I'm not trying to down anybody or take anything away from anybody's walk with God. He loves you all the same. He's going to fight for you. But, you know. That's something that Satan tries to do. He tries to guilt trip you for waking up your own people. He tries to guilt trip you into believing like what you think you're better than them or, you know, why are you trying to, you know, judge someone else's walk with God and make them feel bad about, you know, the way that they are, you know, choosing to follow and praise and worship God. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I just care. And I just, I'm be it's being revealed to I'm being made to see what's going on in the spirit. How many people are really being, you know, led right into hell, believing that, you know, I'm I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. And it's like you have no clue. You have no idea, you know, how, how much and what really is going on. Like, and, you know, being careful not to, you know, not to kind of ruin anybody's, you know, happiness and because ignorance is bliss. But, you know, also knowing that I have so much to learn. I really do have so much to learn. But, you know, God wouldn't reveal this information to me if he didn't want me to acknowledge it and help other people get to that place as well. You know, the first lesson God ever taught me was after he had given me peace was the only thing that you ever owe me. You can never repay me for the things that I'm going to do in your life. But the only thing that you could do is tell people who I am. Tell people what I've done for you. Share your testimony. That's the only thing you can do. It's not even a repayment. Nothing. What I'm giving you is priceless. What I'm giving you is far more than you can ever do in a lifetime to repay me for. But just tell people who I am. Show show them to me. So I, I'm not supposed to feel guilty about telling people about this stuff. Yeah, it hurts. It's scary. And a lot of people are afraid of waking up and realizing this stuff because of the duty and the responsibility that they will have to God and to, you know, seeking the truth. But, you know, I always said I'd rather be, you know... Woke up with a hard truth and comforted with a easy lie. And it's that's easier said than done. I will say that that's easier said than done. I don't ever want to, you know, give up my fight ever. But I want to, you know, acknowledge that, you know, like, this is a tough battle. But God said it was going to be. And I'm realizing, you know, that I've realized it a long time ago. But, you know, I'm ready to admit that, like, this this is that this is a situation like that where it's like yeah this this it hurts the truth hurts it hurts really bad it's very hard and it's very demanding 
It's scary. It's a lot of things, and it takes bravery. It takes courage. You really have to have no fear and 100% faith and trust in God to get through this, you know? But um, I just remember, so earlier I was watching a movie, and God was, you know, blessing me with angels, protecting me to keep me awake instead of going back to sleep. Because when I was, years ago, when I used to watch these same movies, and God has told me about this entertainment already. But years ago, when I used to watch these same movies, I used to be, I was asleep. And I still am kind of half asleep trying to wake up. But like, you know, all I know is I used, I was fast asleep and truly saw these movies as entertainment and Every time you watch these movies, you go right back to sleep after God is waking, awakened you. Anytime you do any of these things of this world, you go fast back to sleep after God has awakened you. You know, once he tells you about these things, I was going back to sleep and God was fighting to keep me awake. And like, like I said, when you don't know it, that's when he's fighting for you the most. And I heard... No, because she's spoiled. No, because she's spoiled. She's spoiled. She's spoiled. 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 And I just heard a million different voices say she's spoiled. And then I heard to myself, okay, I get it. She's spoiled. And, like, that's all I be thinking. Like, okay, like, we get it. I'm spoiled. We get it. You hate me. We get it. You know, um, you don't care. We get it. All that stuff that you say, we get it. You say it every day, all the time, and you repeat, you repeat it. It's repetitive, but maybe it's not just repetitive, but it's just that many people saying the same thing. And why wouldn't they think that God has something to do with that? Now, immediately, I wanted to get upset and say, you know, I wanted to get upset and go back to like a year ago when I when they used to say this, and I used to hear it all day. Spoil, 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 spoil. She spoil, 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 spoil. And it's like, I talked about how when I got here, it felt like a lot of people were super jealous of me and what God has given me and blessed me with. They're never jealous of you in particular, but just your anointing. So I talked about that, you know, for so long. And that's really what it is. That's what makes people really want to kill me. That's what makes people hate me the most. The fact that God spoils me. But that's not something I found out when I got here. I knew that for years. I've known this for a very long time. I remember when I, you know, first started really announcing it. It was like five years ago. And I was like, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled by God. I'm spoiled by God. But around the time I was like 18 years old, I remember God was revealing to me and really showing me that I'm rich. But all I know is like, You know, people, like, when I got here, people would get so upset about it. Like, before, you know, it's always been there. I've always been, it's always been this way with God. You know, God has shown me it's been this way since I was a kid, since I was born, before. So, you know, it's always been this way. Only when I got here did people really start to, you know, be find out and be upset but God had told me five years ago that this was going to start manifesting itself in the natural what I already knew in the spiritual was going to start manifesting itself in the natural God had already shown me that so you know 
I thought that, you know, this is how people, this is people's personality and their characteristics. You know, this is their character, that they're just jealous that I'm spoiled. But I'm like, you know, I was surprised. Like, everybody's not spoiled by God. Everybody doesn't get that. And you find out that they probably, I don't want to rule out that they're not all spoiled by him or otherwise would be. I think that they have submitted that over by submitting to Satan. And so, of course, they're jealous. They're jealous now because your chance of being spoiled by God, you tarnished when you chose Satan because you thought that the things of this world were more important. But you want to be jealous of what God has given me after all that I've suffered and all that I've worked for. Immediately, I was resp- I was reminded because I'm not spoiled. The thing is, God is a perfect God. Spoiled, that word is an indication that something has gone wrong. The word of God in the Bible says to never spoil a child. So if I have anything, it's because God sees fit that I deserve it. And you trying to omit that fact. Yes, I said I was spoiled, but that was for a lack of better term. My vocabulary is limited, I must admit. I'm fighting for that now. But, you know, you saying that I'm spoiled and you saying, and I've said this from for a while now. And I didn't want to revisit it because I already said it. But you saying that I was spoiled is indi- is is you almost indicating that, you know, something's wrong. That, you know, God is wrong. Because... If God is always right, God is perfect, he can never be wrong, then you're saying, you saying that I'm spoiled is actually trying to say that, you know, God made, God is making a mistake. Spoiled means a bad thing. Spoiled is, spoiled is wrong. To spoil anyone, to spoil a child is wrong. And I'm simply just not spoiled. It, I just earned a lot. God has raised me up. He's trained me up and I've earned a lot. And so now, you know, everything out of everything that I have and that I've earned from God, you know, it offends you. It just offends you anyways. And so I was reminded like of this post, there's always going to be a million people around you who feel like you don't deserve the things that you have. Forget them all. How are you going to be upset about what I have? That's coveting. You're coveting my life. You're coveting what I have. You're coveting my anointing. You're coveting a lot of things. And that's not going to change nothing about what God has done because God is always right, right? So if he saw fit to do this, if he saw fit to to give me all of these things, what do you think your opinion is ever going to change that? When, what God gives, no man can take away. So ever since I got here, I've been battling a bunch of jealous brats. That's what it is. They're, you're, you're spoiled. You're the spoiled one. Because God is not wrong. Now I see if I was spoiled by my actual parents, which kind of, because, you know, when God, you know, gives me all these things, then he allows my parents to give me these things. So he's a gracious, wonderful God. So, you know, the gifts that he gives is more than just, you know, something you can have in your hand. It's spiritual gifts. It's authority. It's, you know grace but you know 
them seeing all that I have, all that God has given me, triggered them to try and take my life away from me, to try and take everything away from me. They genuinely, they genuinely believe that they can come and, you know, change what God has done in my life. But that's always been Satan and his agenda. That's always been Satan's agenda. Every single thing that God does, he says, you know, he knows how wonderful, how amazing God is. And he says, I think I can do better. I think that I can do better. And when he finds out that he can't, he just want to take it away from somebody else since he took it away from himself when he fell from grace. He ruined his chances, so he just want to ruin yours. You believed it, and you jealous because he ain't ruined mine? Nah, you know, I notice I really trigger people when I say that. Somebody else could say that. They wouldn't care. But when I say that, it triggers them. They are really upset about that. Why? Because it's true. And it's really true when I say it. And you really want to kill me, don't you? Too bad. That's too bad. You already killed your own chances. It's too bad. And, you know, I understand. God is teaching me humility right now. Humility does not mean lack of being honest. There's each and every single last person around me showed up and showed their true colors. And, you know, there have been very there have been a lot of people who showed up with words of encouragement, advice and sounding like they actually trying to help. But deep down behind all of it, God said, guess what? Yep, you guessed it. Jealous. Each and every single last one of you are jealous and you hate that word. Every time I say jealous, you want to kill me because it's true and you hate the truth. You hate to be standing in somebody's face and that actually is true about it. Like, ever since I showed up, you hate me because exactly who I am, exactly what God has made me to be, is everything that you knew could exist, but it, it, it scares you that you're looking dead in my face. You should be amazed at the things I've heard. She's perfect. No, she's not perfect. And I'm going to prove it. And then I'll hear, you know, what's, what's other? She's perfect. And then people are so super jealous about me being perfect and I'm not perfect. And then I'll hear people talking about, you know, I can't believe she exists. That's how you really feel. You don't want me to know you feel like that as if I don't already know by how you act. God has shown me it years ago. The more you try and hide something, the more it's evident. So it's best to just accept the truth. It's amazing how when you live in your truth, people act blind like they can't see it. But everything is 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 obvious. We all know it all. So, nah, I'm not going back to doing what I used to do as a, when I was a teenager. I would notice things about myself that triggered other people and triggered the worst parts of them. Jealousy, hatred, anger, coveting, all this stuff. That's not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to hide who God made me to be in order to make you feel comfortable. Like the old saying goes, caskets don't have bunk beds. You are you are born in this world with me. You are not dying with me. I don't have an obligation to, you know, cater to your 
insecurities. But this is why I pray for people. You know, I'm humble, but I pray for people. Because I pray that God blesses you with all the healing that you need to stop, you know, attacking people for what they have and you don't. And start appreciating what you do have. You know, he's working on me. He can do it for you. If he changed me, he can transform you. I'm absolutely sure about that. So I pray for people, you know. And I, I'm learning not to feel as bad for them as I do. You know, because it's straining and putting so much stress on me. I know that these, you know, people who are after my joy, my happiness, and my, you know, gratitude for God. The people who are after these things, they love, you know, any negative emotion that I'm giving. Even when I feel bad for them, they try to multiply it. So, you know, I don't, like, I used to tiptoe around that subject. You are jealous, you are jealous. Yes, you're jealous. You are mad. You want to kill me, don't you? Too bad. Too bad. Because every single negative emotion and negative intent that you have behind you might very well lead you into your own grave. So good luck. I'm going to pray for you, though. And people don't understand that, you know. No, they do understand it. They hoping you don't. You know, and I've been spending a lot of time contemplating just, you know, the the logic behind wanting to stay around people like this who mistreat you not because you deserve to be mistreated, but just because they are super jealous of you and you don't deserve to be mistreated. And contemplating just a lot of the time, somebody saying, you know, you're young, that's why. You shouldn't care at all about none of that stuff. Live your life. Contemplating that and Really, truly realizing, like, hmm, you know, I used to think like that until God brought me to this point, but maybe he only brought me to this point to completely eliminate this point or thought process in my life forever. Never, ever, ever think this again, that you have an obligation to other people's insecurities. Never, ever, ever think that again. Jesus, he did it perfectly. He was caring. He was non-judgmental, And he was compassionate over others' feelings and the things that they were going through. But also, he never let it stop him and his mission. He's perfect. I'm not. But I can be made perfect in him. And I don't want anybody else to stop me from doing that or getting in my way again. It's like I can't control them. And I can't, I can't make people not be jealous of me. I can't make people not try and sabotage what God has for me. I can't make people get out of my way, get out of the way of my destiny, but God can. And that's why I love them. That's why I choose them. And that's what really makes them hate me. Because the one chance that they did have at ruining everything about me that they hate is eliminated with my choice in God. You cannot beat him. And so 
you want to destroy and tear down my faith in him. Because as soon as you are able to take that away from me, which you cannot take it away, as soon as you are able to get me to omit that, that's exactly the second that you get an opportunity to put your hands on me. So you try to get me to believe that omitting that is my actual chance at life, at prosperity, and at you letting go of all of these hateful emotions you have. But that's absolute, it's absolutely the opposite. You don't get rid of them. You don't lose these hateful emotions automatically. As soon as you stop believing in God, I love you. As soon as you stop believing in God, everybody loves you. No, that is not true. The fact of the matter is, as soon as I stop believing in God, you can actually hurt me. So, no. Nobody. That's a no for me, thanks. And I'm going to pray for you that you get God's love and that you are shown to the throne so that he can heal everything inside of you that wants to break something in somebody else. I'm sorry. I am. I am sorry, you know, you know, for whatever, whatever. I'm sorry because I still love you. I do. I don't hate you. I can't hate you. I don't hate myself. I can't hate you. The Bible says anybody who does not love their brother who they can see does not love the father whom they cannot see. I don't hate you. I love you because I really love God for real. So. Yeah, it's it's just no hope in that um, if your dream is to not see mine come true, it's no hope in that. It's just not happening. And I love my father in heaven for revealing this because this is also what I wanted to say. People saying, she spoiled, she spoiled, she spoiled, she spoiled. I said, I want to get mad at what they're saying and how they acting. You know how jealous they acting, but I have to realize that God is in full control, so that means, you know, he's letting them expose themselves. He in control of them and how they feel about me right now. I'm not saying he put the sin in you to make you so jealous of somebody else. But I'm just saying that, you know, he revealing it. He's revealing it. He's freeing me. He's freeing me. I used to think that something was wrong with me because something wrong with you. And there are things wrong with me, but God's working in that with me. But that's just not one of them. What's not wrong with me is, you know, what you say is wrong with me. I'm not spoiled. God is perfect. He never makes a mistake. And if the Bible says, do not spoil a child, that means I am not spoiled. I'm abundant. I'm abundant because of God's grace. And who are you? Who are you to... Try and take that away. Who are you to feel that I don't deserve the things that God has given me? Who are you? I I finally see what that means. I used to see these quotes my whole life. People are always going to try to take away what God has given you. People are always going to try and feel like you don't deserve the things God has blessed you with. People are always, what no man, what no, what God gives, no man can take away so you can have confidence that if God has given you this, you can keep it forever. And these same things I, I used to hear over and over and over again, I used to wonder like, you know, are they just saying this stuff? And I see, I finally get it. 
God told me too. When I didn't understand, I used to ask God. I used to go to God about it. And he said he would say, one day you'll get it. You just don't understand it yet because you are not in that season yet of understanding. But one day you understand, and I understand now. I understand. I don't know how you found out. But clearly you want to say it's millions because you want assignment to destroy everything God has given me. That's how you find out, you know. It don't matter. You know, you won't succeed. You will not succeed. And I wonder how these millions get so confident in the destruction of God's people. How do they get so confident? I would say to myself, the only reason they are confident is because they've done this before. That is not true. They just overly confident for no reason. Satan was super confident marching into heaven, um, turning a third of the angels against God, expecting to fight God and take the throne. But did that mean that he done it before? Did that mean that he actually was going to succeed at it? Did that mean that he actually had a chance? Absolutely not. He was blown from heaven and he rests in hell for the rest of eternity until he's thrown into the bottomless pit. Confidence is not an indication of success. It's, we need to be very careful 